Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on December 24th for the Nativity of the Lord, 5 p.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. The readings can be found at usccp.org forward slash Bible forward slash readings. There you will also find links to listen to the readings and watch video reflections on the readings. I encourage you to check those out. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. I won't ask for a show of hands, but I'm sure many of you have either read the books or seen the HBO series, A Game of Thrones. It is uh, quite an adventure. Uh, it is uh, based loosely on the War of the Roses. The only reason I mention that is because my AP uh, European history professor uh, is a high school teacher is in the room and so I want to make sure that he knows that I know that. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but it's based loosely on the War of the Roses, a time of great intrigue, of murder, of, of political unrest in England and so um, and it follows in the same route except it adds dragons and zombies and m monsters and you know magic and all kinds of stuff. And it's if you don't know anything about Game of Thrones, don't go out and, and just dive in just on my accord. Uh, it, it has some moral questionability about it. There's lots of violence. Um, the, the moral behavior and interactions between the characters isn't always saintly. And it has some questionable kind of back and forth. Uh, dialogue and, and such. And so don't, don't just take it as a, a blank check. The Game of Thrones is, is awesome, but I do think that it teaches us uh, two important lessons. First lesson is that the characters that you think are good are really capable and do, every now and then, something pretty evil. There's no perfectly good character in this book, in this series. Um, there also isn't really a perfectly bad character either. Now, there are some really, really, really bad characters, but every one of them, you can see how they got that way. You understand how it is that through their life and the circumstances that they lived, why it is that they do what they do. There's no perfectly good character, there's no perfectly evil character either. That's one lesson, that's for another homily. The second lesson is this, that you need, if you're going to do something great in this world, if you're going to make a substantial change in the way people interact and the way people are organized, you need three things. You need money, you need people who are wise and can help uh, guide you to, to help uh, uh, to lead you in the right way and you need a lot of people to follow you. Now that third in the books and then the movie is often soldiers but perhaps it could be voters or consumers or whatever you want to make it. So money, guidance, and followers. You need these three things and you can get some stuff done. You can get all kinds of stuff done if you have those three things. Well, let's look at this little guy over here. This little guy 
is born of nothing. He has nothing. He's born in a manger of two parents who don't amount to anything. If there ever was a story of a man who, or woman, who was born and then did great things from nothing, it would be this one. If there was a story of, a, of someone who took their meager beginnings and really changed the world from that, it would be this one. But how did he do it? He had money. The wise men, they haven't come yet, they're not in the scene yet, but they're on their way. The stars in the sky, the wise men are on their way. They bring him gold. He has money. Jesus has money. We don't really hear about it after the fact, but he is given a gift of gold. What he could have done with that if invested wisely, who knows? He has people to follow. He has guide, people to guide him, the wise men as well, the magi, the three kings, those, uh, those uh, 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 wise men of the east. They are there, they present themselves to him, and they are ready to guide him if it was his desire to make a worldly attempt. And thirdly, are these shepherds. And we often have a very idyllic view of these shepherds. They're very sweet, they're kind, they're gentle. All of that is false. They were thugs. If you ever wanted to start an army, especially in the days of Jesus, you would be all right to start with shepherds. And they've come to him at his birth to present themselves to him. He has the beginnings of wealth. He has the beginnings of wise, intelligent people around him to guide him in his decisions. And he has the beginnings of an army. All of those things right there in that manger. But does he go that route? I don't think so. And I don't think he does because that would be against the point. He doesn't go that route because he's the answer. Jesus himself is the answer. His coming as a little child amongst us, vulnerable, helpless, not looking to make things happen on his own. In the end, he's the answer. Let's go back to those shepherds for a moment. I've read recently about how the shepherds in today's gospel, they didn't really ask, what do you mean a child in a, lying in a manger in swaddling clothes? They didn't really kind of, well, where are you talking about? They knew, but how did they know? How did they know where to go and find Jesus Christ? Because the shepherds in the region of Bethlehem were the shepherds who supplied the sheep of sacrifice for the temple. And those sheep needed to be protected. They were meant to be pure and unblemished. 
perfect sheep. And so they would have been born in the caves surrounding Bethlehem. They would have been wrapped in swaddling clothes at their birth and protected so that they could be sacrificed in the temple. When these shepherds heard that that their Savior had come and that he was born wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger, they knew what he had come to be, a sacrifice. He had come as a sacrifice for our sins, exactly what the shepherds had raised their entire lives. The wood of the manger that he laid in from the very moment of his birth is a symbol or reminder to us of the wood of the cross and the wood of the altar, the wood of the table of the Last Supper. And he is placed where animals feed. He is placed where mere creatures get their food from a trough. They put him there. That's the only place that was available for him. From the very moment of his birth, he intended for us to receive him as a sacrifice, as food for our very souls. None of it, not a single detail of this amazing story is consequential. God knew exactly what he was doing. And when it comes down to it, the answer doesn't lie in money or smart people to guide you or all the followers in the world. The answer lies in the sacrifice of this little child that we celebrate today. something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.